Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Through Nick and Thin. podcast where we watch every Nicolas Cage movie in chronological order so that you don't have to. I'm your host. My name is Steve. Joining me as always is the speedy co-host and colleague of mine because we watched The Flash. Hannah, hi. Uh, How are you this week? I was like, what does that have to do with anything? You're so fast. Oh my goodness. I feel like this came up fast on us. It sure I did. I was not emotionally prepared to have to watch a Nicolas Cage movie. I think um, the phrase a Nicolas Cage movie is a stretch, but we'll get into that momentarily. <laughs> Keep going. Whoa. No, that's it. I, I was not I was not emotionally prepared to have to watch Nicolas Cage in a movie. Is that mm, better? That's better. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> we did not know about this until May 24th, 2023, and it is now June 19th, 2023. So My less goodness. than a month Yeah. for the emotional preparation that we usually, you know, have quite a bit of time to <laughs> Mentally endure. Prepare. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, you know, as you can tell, uh, spoiler alert, Nicolas Cage is in the Flash movie. Fans of this podcast and fans of Nicolas Cage will know uh, that he once was cast to play Superman. Yeah, I'll get into that. You'll I don't really have that. much else to talk about. So Fantastic. you're really taking the spotlight away from me here. Okay, well, let's get right into it then so that I don't take the spotlight away from Hannah any further. Um, I usually do a brief recap of what the movie was about, but you can do that. it's so complicated. Um, it's one of those multiverse movies oh God, because so they love that now. I'm yeah. not really a huge superhero fan. Yeah. Steve is a I massive am. fan, has always been. So when we met, it was something that I was like, okay, I, I guess I, you know, I'll watch these movies with him. I enjoy the Marvel movies a lot. I think they have a lot of heart. (laughs) (laughs) How much are they paying you to say that? Uh, The budget was uh, $200 million for this movie, so I got a cut of that. Oh, 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 for this movie. (laughs) Well, that that doesn't make much sense with what I'm about to say. I think that DC movies don't have the same amount of heart that the Marvel movies do. They don't have, I don't know. They're not for me. No. And it's understandable as to why. And we can discuss that as we as we go through. But I will just say right off the bat, there are probably if you're looking for like DC movie news or like a real breakdown of the flash and the the behind the scenes. No, this is a Nicholas Cage podcast. This is a Nicholas Cage podcast. You can get that stuff much better <laughs> elsewhere. So we're gonna keep it light or we'll keep it quick because he's only in like two scenes. Right. And we'll go from there. So who's the flash, Steve? So the Flash is Barry Allen, a crime scene investigator scientist, uh, as portrayed by Ezra Miller in this movie, who has the powers to run extremely fast and move his body very, very fast. In a very weird manner. Yeah, I don't know why they do that. So this, I don't know how to describe that. This it's portrayal like... of yeah, <laughs> I, it's like a like a like a mari- like trying to show a marionette running and you're just moving strings on the hands and yeah, feet. Yeah, but also like cross country skiing. Yeah, it is it, or like or like speed skating almost. Speed skating. Yeah, so it's almost like he's speed skating instead of running this character. So this is this character we've seen I was about to say, we've seen pop up 
twice, maybe three times before. So once this version of the character, yes, you mean? as portrayed by Ezra Miller, oh, okay. this, this version. Because don't they just recast all these characters in different like depictions? Yes. So let's go back another minute. There is a much better version, in my opinion, of the Flash as portrayed by Grant Gustin on I'm, the CW's... Absolutely never heard of this person. That's okay. He's incredible as the character of The Flash. And has done nothing else. Right. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I have barely finished I'm sorry. I'm sorry. thought. Because there's so much to talk about. And like I said, we probably shouldn't get too into the weeds. But oh, yes, yeah. to answer your question from before, there are several castings of The Flash. Most importantly is Grant Gustin, who plays him on the TV show on the CW called The Flash. Um, they did have a crossover where he met Ezra Miller in one episode. We don't have to get into that. But so to go back again, another layer, Ezra Miller, maybe it's his choice. Maybe it's the director's choice, but he has this weird run and we've seen this weird run pop up two or three times. Uh, once in the Justice League, again in Zack Snyder's Justice League, and then uh, very briefly in the Suicide Squad movie. So I think that answers and completes all of my thoughts from before. <laughs> okay, yes. So The Flash is a fast-moving character. Yes. And in this movie, there is a multiverse. And that's pretty much all you need to know. <laughs> yeah, so he can move so fast that he can travel through time and space and multiverses. Don't worry Me about too, it. Me too, as you <laughs> mentioned earlier, how fast I am. You're so speedy. Sometimes you'll come back from what I thought was work, but yeah, you it was a different just, time period. Yeah, you just saved the multiverse, and you're like, it was just brutal. another day at the office. And then I'm like, well, there's no dinner on the table, so I don't know what you're talking about. Whoa. <laughs> Is that a wife needs to be in the kitchen joke? It sure is. Anyway, let's get this podcast actually started. We My said we're going to keep it quick for the Flash episode, and Nick Cage is only in a cameo, and we're six minutes in, and we haven't even really officially gotten into That's Hannah's okay. section, which is the behind-the-scenes info. So, Hannah, what have you got for us this week? The Flash premiered June 16th, 2023 in the box office. It had a budget of $200 million, like I mentioned earlier. So far, today is June 19th, so it's opening weekend. It has made $139 million, so has not yet really? made up for what they spent. Wow, $139 million in its opening weekend is actually pretty strong. I, I just Googled something, and it actually, uh, what I read was, maybe it was from a couple of days ago, was trajectory, trajectory? Projecting. <laughs> <laughs> some really much lower numbers so they must have had a big boost i don't know that's just what the internet told me it could okay. be wrong don't believe everything you read sure it has so far a 7.4 out of 10 on imdb and a 66 percent on rotten tomatoes which i think it earned yeah it's fine it's I think fine it's it well was a movie rated. yeah sure was they began filming it in april 2021 and wrapped it in october 2021 in March 2022, Warner Brothers moved the release out, uh, the scheduled release out like a year because of various scheduling conflicts, but mostly because COVID had a major impact on the workload of visual effects uh, editors mm -hmm. and artists. So they moved the release date to June 2023, and then they kept with that um, for, you know, a year and a half. Um, there are a lot of questionable, troubled, and controversial things that uh, Ezra Miller had go down in in their life in 2022 yes. um 
There's a controversy section on Ezra Miller's Wikipedia page, and it has about nine subheadings. So Whoa, if you're interested okay. in reading about those, you can just go ahead and go over there. Not that Wikipedia is the most reliable source, but like I think that a lot of it is also still he said, she said. Right. Um, we're not going to get into any of that. Right. But there is a lot of speculation that because there were some controversial things that went down and Ezra Miller is not the most likable character currently in real life. Yeah. In real life. Um, actually, or on screen in or this on movie. screen, um, that they decided to add more cameos than originally were intended. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of cameos because it is a multiverse movie. So a lot of different versions of characters from different, uh, worlds, I guess. Sure. Um, I read an article that was every cameo ranked worst to best. <laughs> um, just to give you an idea, they said that number nine, there were there, it was out of nine. Oh, okay. Um, was Gal Gadot? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hers was fine. She was just like she came in and like saved the day and then left, and that was yeah. pretty much it. Well, we we went to go see this with a buddy of ours from the podcast. What we saw this week, I think, is the name of the podcast. Shout out to Pat. We were on their podcast recently talking Nicolas Cage um, uh, after they saw Renfield. I think it's called What We Watched Last Night. What We Watched Last Night. Okay, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> and so, um, so Pat had mentioned to us that apparently they sent Gal Gadot like a green screen and the costume, and she filmed <laughs> both of her cameos for both this movie and Shazam: Fury of the Gods like in an afternoon. What a star. Yeah, what a star. (laughs) I love her. Yeah. Um, So yes, Gal Gadot, whoever wrote this article, ranked her as the ninth Mm. uh, best out of nine. Mm -hmm. Um, They ranked Nick Cage as second best. Second best. Number one, we're going to spoil a lot of this movie. Oh, yeah, spoilers for the flash. Whatever. Who cares? Don't, I mean, yeah, like it doesn't matter at this point. Right. It's all out there on the internet. Um, George Clooney, they have as number one. Yeah. So I think that mostly actually... because it has like implications, I suppose, for what this current DC universe could go into in in like the following movies. Maybe. Like it adds some intrigue, maybe. Mm. I don't. I'm not intrigued, but no. I'm trying to like get in the head of the person who wrote this article. Like, why would right. you not put Nick Cage first? <laughs> <laughs> well, a few reasons. One, I think we are quite biased. Two, uh, I think Clooney was ranked as the number one because people think of Clooney's version of Batman as being one of the worst versions of Batman. So to see him reprise his role in almost a self-effacing type of way, you know, like, hey, I'll come back and play Batman even though fans don't He, he like wasn't it. even in costume, though. He was just, no. a, oh, he was he Bruce was Wayne. just Bruce, Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Um, I actually, quite famously, apparently, if you run into George Clooney, you can in tell... In real life. In real life. You can tell him that you saw... His version of Batman, I forget which one it is, Batman Forever or something. You saw Batman Forever in theaters and he'll hand you a $20 bill <laughs> as an apology for going to see that movie. Wait, is that the song? Is that the movie that Kiss from a Rose yes. came from? The Seal song? Yes, but I don't remember if the Kiss from a Rose song came from the Clooney version or the Val Kilmer version. Oh, it's the Val Kilmer version. Okay. Because yeah. we've seen, I've, I've the seen music the music video and Val Kilmer's in it. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. So, uh,. There's just some rumor that there are a lot of cameos in this movie because of the multiverse, but also to just draw some attention away from Ezra Miller. Right. On May 24th, the director, I'm going to butcher his last name. Hopefully you know it. Andy mm-hmm. Must, Machete. Must, Machete. I've always heard Andy Machete or Muschetti. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. P- Pischetti. 
Machete. <laughs> Andy Paschetti. Andy Spaghetti <laughs> um, spoiled Nick Cage's cameo. So mm. May 24th, I suppose that's when we found out and started mentally preparing to have to watch yes. this movie in theaters. Um, mm-hmm. Much would have rather have watched it in the comfort of my own home, not paid for it, you know, maybe just like only paid for whatever streaming service it came on. But alas, we did it. We went Friday. So yeah, like Friday opening night. day. Yeah. How many people were in the theater? Uh, about 10 tops yeah it was wild there was nobody in there <laughs> there but were a course, lot of people at the movie theater there were but not for the flash no <laughs> all right so nick cage he so i know that like nick and i have a lot in common um, oh my god um, yeah, yeah like it's pretty hard to tell the difference between us sometimes yeah but Two roads diverge in a wood when it comes to our taste in superhero movies. Okay. Nick is a big DC guy. And like I said, you know, I'm a massive Marvel fan. Right, right, right. <laughs> Just like the biggest Marvel fan ever. Um, oh, hold on. Um, yeah. Marvel's here for your check. Oh, hey. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, guys. You can leave it um, downstairs with uh, my assistant. <laughs> thanks, guys. All right. All right, cool. Tell see Kevin you, we see say you later. Hi. Okay, bye. Who's Kevin? Feige. Oh, of course. My 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 uncle Kevin. Yeah, yeah. Um that's what we call him, Uncle, uncle Kevin. Uncle Kev. You know, us big Marvel fans. Uh-huh. Yep. All right. So Nick is a huge DC fan. Um he was interviewed in a variety article that came out recently and he said, I don't need to be in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm Nick Cage. So Whoa, that's um, a flex. Props to him. I love that. 25 years ago, Nick Cage was supposed to play Superman in Tim Burton's Superman Lives, and he, I guess, technically got his opportunity a few years ago when oh. the Teen Titans go to the movie yeah. movie came out and he played Superman. He voiced Superman, that's but right. But in the cameo that he makes in this movie, it is supposed to be the Superman from Superman Lives. Yes, the director, Andy Paschetti, Spaghetti <laughs> Machete, said that Nick was absolutely wonderful to work with, as we've hear- heard from most people Everyone. as of late. Everyone says that. He said, although the role was a cameo, he dove into it. I dreamt my whole life of working with him. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we can do it again soon. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, so in that same Variety article, Nick refers to the Superman Live Superman as emo Superman, yes. but we never got there. Um and in Emo Superman, Superman was supposed to fight a steampunk giant spider, but that never happened. Yes. And I will leave yes. you with that. <laughs> so, yeah, so we've mentioned it several times on this podcast. If you want to learn more about that, I would recommend going and watching the documentary, The Death, the of, Death Superman of Superman Lives. Lives. So it, you know, is really insightful for how movies are made and why movies fail. Um, but so importantly, why this is so interesting is because... John Peters, who was a former hairdresser turned Hollywood producer, uh, who like married Barbara Streisand and got like her version of A Star Is Born off the ground, um, and a ton of incredible credits for this guy, John Peters. He tasked. How much is he paying you to say that? Oh, 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 John- oh he's here. John's here. John. Hey, John. Oh my gosh, thanks. Great. Hey, to see can you. you just leave it with the marble check? Thanks. Yeah, yeah thanks. Right, cool. Okay, cool. Um, anyway, what was I saying? So he asked, um, or. Someone within Warner Brothers, I guess, asked Kevin Smith, who is a famous, you know, kind of nerdy Hollywood writer, to write a a Superman movie. And John Peters said things along the lines, according to Kevin Smith, he said things along the lines of, I don't want Superman to wear red or blue. I don't want him to fly. And I want him to fight a giant spider at the end. Mm -hmm. 
And when asked some of the things he said was, well, I think the cape looks a little gay. His words in oh, this movie. Okay. <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. So what color and, did he want him to wear? Uh, so there was like a behind the scenes photo of him. Yes. So Nick, like Nick Cage is yeah. depicted. Yeah, right. So Nick Cage is depicted like as Superman from Normal that era. Superman, yes. From that era. And that's mm-hmm. because they sent him clothing for a screen test. And then they yes. just like never went forward with the production yeah so there are like two pictures from that era one where he's wearing almost like a neon colored superman suit and it looks really weird and he's got this long kind long of black hair mullet yeah and there's some behind the scenes footage where he his version of clark kent was supposed to be like i forgot that superman of, is also just like a guy right oh, also nick cage's son is named cal l oh right yeah duh yeah, yeah. he loves he, this he's shit. A huge superman fan yeah <laughs> So, yeah, there's some behind the scenes of him as Clark Kent. He looks really weird and dorky. And, like, I guess he's kind of supposed to be, but it's really strange. But then there's a behind the scenes from the screen test that you mentioned where he's in the normal Superman clothes. And he actually looks fine. He has long black hair, which is atypical for a comic book Superman. But But typical for Nick Cage. Yeah, to do something slightly different. No, but, like, they always put him in that long black hair. That's true. When they want him to look edgy, they put him in long black hair. (laughs) This also isn't an era where he can kind of pull that off as opposed to like maybe modern day where he he doesn't have well his hairline hairline. is (laughs) depleted yeah so any other things from behind the scenes that you could find out no i wanted i was searching pretty desperately to find out how like how long it took nick to film this cameo and i i couldn't find verbatim like how many days i I know you told me i I thought i had read like he was on set for two days or something that makes sense i mean it was what like 10 seconds if that uh yeah honestly in total it probably was um and they honestly it was probably he stood in a booth and they did like super high-res scans of his face Um, oh yeah i mean the the cgi in this movie (laughs) We okay, all right. That. So let's break down this movie, Nick Cage scene by Nick Cage scene, as we usually do. However, he's only in one scene at the and very end. And it's at end. the end. So we have to kind of build up to why he shows up in the first place. And I'll k- keep it as brief as I can. So as we mentioned, Barry Allen, the Flash, as portrayed by Ezra Miller, can run so fast he can travel through time. So when he discovers this, he decides to travel back in time to the moment where his mother was killed and framed by his father. So when he was a child, he lost both of his parents in like one fell swoop, yeah. right, in like one day. So he goes back and he fixes that, right? But then when he goes back to the future, he discovers that he didn't go back to his future. He went to an alternate future where there's another version of Barry Allen who's not the Flash. And he goes, well, you know, maybe things aren't so bad. But then it turns out, oh, no, I'm actually in the era where... Uh, there the, are no superheroes. There are very few, if any, superheroes. And in fact were at the exact time where aliens invaded in a previous Superman movie. So you have to have also seen Man of Steel to really fully understand. Is that uh, Henry Cavill? That's Henry Cavill Superman, yeah. So that's who they're... So they go on this great search for the hot as hell Henry Cavill. (laughs) That's why I like him. (laughs) I know. I figured. (laughs) And they don't find him, but they do find Batman as portrayed not by Ben Affleck from the beginning of the movie, who is Ezra Miller's version of Batman, but instead they find Michael Keaton, the the Tim Burton version of Batman. And the two Barry Allens and Michael Keaton go on this search and and quest to try to stop the alien invasion and find Superman, and they instead find a Supergirl. Um, But 
as Bruce Wayne, Batman, Michael Keaton describes, there are inevitable points in time that always have to happen. There are inevitable crossings of multiverses that always are going to happen no matter how hard you try to stop it. And so apparently this alien invasion where Superman and the invading aliens square off against each other in a desert always happens. Um, and so... What do they call it? Like an inevitable, an inevitable crossing or yeah, an inevitable like search. Something or, that you something, can't yeah. change. Right. Something that's like a core moment in, in that time frame. Exactly. So Ezra Miller... The Flash keeps trying to go back in time because in this version of the multiverse, in this version of the multiverse where his mom lives, the world is destroyed by the aliens. Superman or Supergirl and Batman and the Flash, they can't beat the aliens and this world is destroyed. That's just always going to happen. So even though he can go save his mom, he can't save the world. So he keeps going back in time, trying to trying to reset it, trying to figure out something, and he keeps going back and back and back over and over until ultimately a ton of multiverses collide. And who do we see? We see pop up in a for some reason they're portrayed in these sort of glowy spheres that all enter. You know, they bash well, into one another. Don't we first see Christopher Reeves? Yeah. So we see the very first like a moving Reeve. picture. Reeves. Reeve. I think it's Reeve. Reeve. But so the first one is not actually Christopher Reeve. It's like. It's like a 1940s, like, moving picture. The man of tomorrow, Superman. And it's like, it's just like some, you know, guy with a beer belly, you know, barrel-chested, you know, 1930s gangster in in black and white with, like, a Speedo, not a Speedo, like a, like a latex suit on or something. And it's just like, that passes as a strong man for Superman in this era. And so that's, like, one of the orbs that's about to collide in, in the multiverse or something, unless Barry Allen does something. And then the next one we see is like this blue orb that's crashing into it. And it's Christopher Reeve brought back to life with probably AI. And like an old whoever played Wonder Woman. Um, no, it was Supergirl. Oh, it was Supergirl. Yeah. So there was a Supergirl movie from back then in that Christopher Reeve era. And it's apparently terrible. I've never well, seen it. Yeah. But so you're right. DC. Yeah, so. exactly. DC <laughs> is real hit and miss. Um, and then finally... Who do we see? The next version of Superman is our boy, Nicolas Cage. And one of these big flowing, floating orbs about to crash into another multiverse. And Nicolas Cage, (laughs) my God, they've done some... We cheered for him in the the theater of 10 people. (laughs) We cheered so loud. We were so happy to see him. He looked fantastic. They definitely added a ton of muscle to him. They definitely took off a lot of chin from him. Because he's got those little bits that (laughs) come down. Yeah, he's got that old man jowliness. We see it. You know, it's fine. It happens. He's old. It's okay. He's 59. Yeah, exactly. And he's got that long flowing hair. And he's not just standing there like Christopher Reeve and that barrel chested man. He's actively fighting a giant spider. In action. In action. He lasers, he laser eyes through it. Uh, and then <laughs> the Flash realizes something about how to save the multiverse or something. And then. Something I never knew I needed was yeah. seeing Nick Cage have lasers come out of his <laughs> He looks great doing it. It's so good. He's really heavily de-aged. And uh, so the, the Flash... so stupid. Yeah. The Flash decides there's only one way to save the world or blah, blah, blah. I got to save the multiverse. And then as he's saving the multiverse, you kind of pan out and you see all of these versions of Superman again. And so the second Nicolas Cage scene is that time. It's just him standing there like, looking yeah. at the camera. 
not smiling or anything. No, just smoldering like, like a man. <laughs> like a Superman. Like a Superman. And of course, Barry Allen saves the multiverse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes back to his... Happy ending. He and goes then back George to Clooney his, appears and then the end. Yeah, he goes back to his world and this time Batman is not Ben Affleck. It's not Michael Keaton. It's George Clooney. So... Yeah, that's it. That's, that's the, the movie. movie. <laughs> so you few... don't have to go now. No. Uh, well, if you're a Nick Cage fan, you don't have to go. You could probably just Google the scene. Yeah. <laughs> he looks great. What could I he say? He looks amazing. I mean, I think he is the one of the best CGI things in this movie. The CGI. I mean, like I said, or uh, that's the reason that I mentioned the fact that they delayed the release schedule because of like covid's impact on the visual effects like studio editing i have for a 200 million dollar budget i have i have never seen worse cgi yeah it's almost like uncanny valley in in like 2023 right like yeah i've like, seen worse obviously from like the 70s or whatever yeah, yeah. or even like <laughs> spy kids yeah, <laughs> yeah of course of course right but like like i said it's almost like uncanny valley levels of cgi and his running is so distracting his being uh Barry ezra Allen's, miller's yeah. characters running i mean there are babies that fall out of the sky in one scene and obviously you don't want to depict them looking like real babies falling to their death right but what they decided to do like to these babies were just terrifying yeah it was really (laughs) like everything just looked it had this wash of like everything looked rubbery like nothing moved quite right Right. nothing looked quite right there were some charming moments throughout maybe a couple of jokes that i genuinely laughed at but it really wasn't like we all got out of it just going like yeah all right yeah that was a movie that we saw yeah if you want a better multiverse movie, go watch Spider-Man. I'm so I'm so over the multiverse. I know you are. But Spider-Man, I actually haven't seen the new Spider-Man, but it's apparently I think apparently we good. assume that that's what all the people at the theater were there to see, not The Flash, since there were only 10 people in the theater at the yeah. same time as us. Yeah, there were only 10 people in the theater. And, and there were like 500 people waiting in line for popcorn. Yeah, and like eight of the people in the theater were sitting directly in the row behind us talking the whole time and kicking the chairs unreal it's very frustrating unreal (laughs) but it's okay if if it were a movie that nick was like the star of and you had to take notes the whole time like it would have been it would have been very very challenging yeah Yeah. to focus yeah i just can't believe people spend their money on such a crappy movie Well, they also those people also showed up like forty five minutes in. Yeah. And nothing, so, nothing made sense about no. them being there at all. No, their presence made no sense to me. No. <laughs> anyway, so that's gonna do it, I think. Unless you have any other closing thoughts about the movie. No, I mean, I think Nick's probably getting too old to like ever actually play Superman. But yeah. I do wonder if he will take another like cameo or anything like that i mean his line about being i don't need to be in the marvel universe i'm nicholas cage yeah that's pretty sweet but i could see him like putting dots on his face or like lending his voice for a character in the marvel universe so i could see him playing a superhero but you're right maybe not superman he seems like happy defiant yeah so I think that's going to do it, Han. Mm. Let's move on to some Nicolas Cage Awards. Let's move on <laughs> best, with our lives. First of all, best supporting actor. Who do you got? Oh, my God. 
Nicolas Cage. <laughs> Nicolas Cage is <laughs> Nicolas Cage's best supporting actor. Not not the spider or... Um, yeah, the spider. I, I, it needs yeah. to be something he interacts with, right? right. Okay, okay, then the giant's, the giant's team punk spider. Perfect. Or his hair. Ooh. His hair. His hair. His, his hair. hair. That Done. flowing mane. Great. Love it. Sold it. Done. <laughs> uh, best dressed. He's only in one outfit, the Superman outfit. There you go. Crushed uh, it. The worst Nick Cage scene. Probably the one that he's just smoldering. There you go. And the best Nick Cage scene. The one he's fighting the spider in. Perfect. <laughs> best scream. He doesn't have any vocalization. He doesn't speak. Yep. Nope. Therefore, not, nothing. Not applicable. And the most nouveau shamanic moment. The fact that it was just like a month before the movie came out and Nick just appeared suddenly yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) and just didn't tell anyone that he was doing this it's not on his imdb it is on his IMDb. now now yeah yeah yeah. well that's why we're reviewing it for this podcast because we follow his imdb page exactly i think just like the spontaneity and i don't know just the surprise factor Mm. that feels like something that he yeah. always aspires to have yeah so what you're saying is that if somebody came up to him and said nick how would you like to play superman again he would say great uh, don't no. tell a soul <laughs> he'd say no i don't want to do it i'm too old it's too much work it like i don't want to have to be strapped into harnesses and flying around blah 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 but then they go like it's not really i feel like i've done it right is what he might say but then they go but what if we film it tomorrow and the movie comes out in two weeks. Then he'd, he'd think, be like, done. That's, that's and then they'd be quirky. like, and also, what if it's the same like m- multiverse version of Superman that you were supposed to play in the 90s? He'd mm. be like, I am so down for this. <laughs> well, all speculation, but we love it here on the Through Nick and yeah, Thin podcast. I think the spontaneity of it all feels very nouveau. Love it. Love it. All right, Han. Hmm. Where are we ranking this one? I, I, yeah. It's definitely not one of the worst. No, and it's better than Teen Titans Go to the Movie. Better than Teen Titans Go to the Movie. Okay, let me see if I can. Don't you one. agree? <laughs> <laughs> but are we? We're ranking his performance in this. Caginess, yeah. Yeah, I mean it's very cagey. That's fair. So better than Teen Titans Go to the Movie. Okay, wait. Which is at number sixty-two. So I'm thinking of other like short cameos he's made. Yes. So he was in the movie that he directed, whatever that was called. Sunny. Sunny. That was a cameo. He had a cameo in Never on Tuesday that we adore. But in this one, he doesn't talk. So right. I, I have to rank it not as good as those. I, I always forget if it's higher or lower is better or worse. <laughs> so one is better. Yeah. And okay. So higher. I need to rank it higher then. Then which? Then both of those because they he speaks in them. Okay, I he doesn't see say anything in I this see one. What you mean. So whichever one of the two of those is ranked worse, what was the we'll other put one? it behind Sun- it. Sunny, Sunny and- or Never on Tuesday. I have a feeling we ranked Never on Tuesday like pretty low. <laughs> so Never on Tuesday is at sixty-eight. Okay, where's Sunny? Is 53, I think. Okay, so it needs to be after 68. So what's 69? Snowden. I have no recollection of this movie. He has a speaking line, of course. Um, it's a Oh very my God, small he's role. like a professor or he's, something, yeah, right? Yeah, he's like a, a mentor. Not quite a mentor, but to yeah. Joseph Gordon-Levitt's Okay, well, character. he talks, so 70. 
Uh, Rumblefish. He mum he mumbles. He does. So I think I'd rather him not speak at all than mumble. So I'm gonna put it in seven. <laughs> you know, I'm looking at what's. Do you below like the it. rationale? Uh, yeah, that's fine. Can I'm, you like okay disagree? I can't. I don't think that well, I can disagree. Go. There you go. All right, that's we're putting that. the flash in. Oh, there. I guess another one that we could have compared it to compared is fast it to. Times. No, not fast times. Um. The Tarantino movie. Oh, Grindhouse. Oh, wait, no. He talks in that one, though. Yeah, Grindhouse. Yeah, so I guess Fast Times, he doesn't... Yeah, they're all... Rank- so, actually, you're doing great. You oh, had- my God, good for me. Because Are they all, like, in the same... They're all in the same cluster. So That's awesome. So, the new ranking is going to be 66 is Grindhouse, 67 is Fast Times, 68 is Never on Tuesday, 69 is Snowden, and then 70 is going to be The Flash. Great. <laughs> Hannah looks so disappointed. So <laughs> I feel like never on Tuesday should be lower. <laughs> but it's okay. Yeah, because of the movies of his that we quote the most. It's probably that one. Yeah. We stick our hand out and go, Can I give somebody a lift? Anyway, Han, <laughs> let's talk next time. Next what, time. Yeah, what are we doing? So <laughs> there are two things. One we may be able to do a upcoming bonus episode because Nicolas Cage is a playable character in the video game Dead by Daylight. So you have to buy a video game? I don't know. I've heard the game's pretty good. I might play it anyway. What is it available on? I think it's available on most Anything? platforms. Yeah, so I'll get it on PlayStation or Xbox or something. Um, but I don't know if he speaks in it. So if he doesn't have any speaking and if he's not like an actual character, if he's just sort of like, you know, an unlockable skin... <laughs> which sounds weird to I say don't like that yeah then we probably won't do a bonus episode and if that's the case then the next time we'll speak to you will be july 28th for the movie sympathy for the devil is when that movie comes out there's a trailer right. out you can you can watch it i don't want to watch the trailer i want to be surprised uh same <laughs> <laughs> But I totally knew that that movie was coming out. (laughs) So, and also we will address the fact that I know we have not yet seen Butcher's Crossing. I don't know where to find it. Um, As soon as it becomes available, we'll watch it and make an episode about it. But uh, until then, we're just going to keep following along with the timeline. Thank you guys for not, you know, like banging on our door about that one. Well, yeah. We have had a few eggs thrown at the door recently, and uh, I was... And inside, inside the eggshell, it said, where's Butcher's Crossing? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Every time we go get Chinese food, <laughs> we open up the fortune cookie. <laughs> and it's like, why have you losers not watched Butcher's Crossing yet? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, every time. A lot of hate mail coming yeah. to this store. Yeah, in very creative ways. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. All right, I... I think that's that. Was that speedy enough for you? (laughs) So speedy. (laughs) Sign us off. And therefore, we all know now that we, Steve and I, (laughs) will be here for you through Nick and Thin. (laughs) Thanks for listening, everybody. Take care. Now.